You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Thanks for joining us this week. You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast. I'm Jennifer Perry here with John Hicks. If you have a question for us, there are a couple of easy ways to reach out. Just go online to retirementsolutionradio.com or hit us up on Facebook with your questions for John. Do a search there for the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. We didn't get a chance to talk about Coach K's retirement, okay? Uh, We talk about retirement all the time. I celebrated for about five minutes straight, you know, like just like you did. I I was clapping. I was like, yes. And then I realized if he's old enough to retire, maybe our own coach might be ready to retire, too. Oh, no. Well, we'll see. We'll have to see, right? Okay. So when you think about it, Krzyzewski, if you haven't heard, and most everyone has, but uh, Krzyzewski, who is the coach of Duke Boo, (laughs) Boo. um, 74 years old, he's finally going to call this upcoming season his last. Mm. And that was probably one of the best announcements I've heard in a very long time. I think that he's actually a very good coach. And if he had been my coach all these years, I would probably be pretty ticked off. Yeah. But having said that, (laughs) he is not for my team. He's the antithesis. (laughs) He is the instigator of more pain and painful moments in my life than I can recall. Not only is a UK fan growing up, but even rooting for the red for Louisville. I tell you what, Duke has dealt a lot of serious blows to us over the years. So I'm pretty happy that he's going to be stepping down. It was interesting listening to his big retirement announcement and this last season coming up. It is a little bit tough, though. You know, my AD, my friend, Kevin White, comes up there and he calls me a goat. I was glad he didn't call me a donkey. You know, but... Uh, uh, and then it's not about having a run next year. It's about having a finish. I have a feeling a few of us mm. Kentucky fans would call him the donkey, but, <laughs> but yeah, still, kudos to him. I mean, he said it's for family. He talked to his wife about it for a few months, and this is his time to go. But, you know, is it tough, though, John, for someone like this who's been at the top of his game for so long, still at the top of his game, really, even at 74, is it tough for them to make that decision to say, okay, yeah, it's time to go? You know, I, I think often it is, and I, th- I think the more successful – that someone has been in their career, the more difficult that decision becomes on if they're going to hang it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think about it. Over the past what, 30-something years that he's been coaching you know, college basketball, the guy's been in 12 Final Fours. He won five national titles with Duke. And what's often just kind of swept under the rug, and here's the thing, I, he's not my favorite guy, but you, you have to respect someone with this kind of pedigree. He's got five gold medals for the Olympics. Oh, I, I forgot think two about or that. Three, yeah. yeah, as a, a, an assistant coach, mm-hmm. and then I think one or two as the head coach of the Olympic team. Mm. So when you kind of look at that, that track record, I mean, there are very few people, if anyone, that actually can beat that. So when you're at the top of your game, and of course he gets paid pretty well, right? Sure, yes. Um, I can't remember the more recent numbers, but I, my guess is that he probably takes home and pays somewhere between six and nine million dollars a year. And who knows what kind of other business ventures he has and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is this, this guy's at the top of the food chain. So I'm actually always interested, Jennifer, in finding out what is that final move that makes them think, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this is going to be it for me. Some people, uh, it's a little bit of health concern or, mm-hmm. or fear, right? Yeah. That they're getting to an age where they're just not sure if they're going to be able to have the time to do those retirement things they want to do if they keep working, right? Yeah. And I always think that's a tough one because if you're making more than you have before, you love what you're doing, you're still passionate about it, then I think that the only thing that really steps in most people's ways and what they have to start thinking about is what about those other people in their lives? Are they able to devote and give enough attention to those people who've been with them, who've been their support system 
for all those years. And I have no idea from a personal standpoint, what I, my thought would be, you know, Mike Krzyzewski may have actually looked at his wife and said, honey, let's do some of the things you want to do for once. Yeah. Because she's you know, been a I, basketball I, wife for all these decades. Yeah. Absolutely. And people with those top programs, whether it be Duke or Louisville or Kentucky or North Carolina, take your pick. Every single one of those coaches, they might get three or four weeks a year off. But the rest of that time, they're recruiting. Mm-hmm. They're training. They're doing the clinics. They're doing the camps. I mean, it, it's pretty much uh, all hands on deck for most of the year. And if you guys are out there, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been in those industries, especially at those elite levels, it's pretty impressive. So when you think about it, my thought is, is that at one point in time, when you put yourself on the back burner and put those other supportive people in? Now, I think that is great. But Jennifer, as you and I have talked before, though, is doing those things for altruism or doing those things because they seem right. That doesn't necessarily lead you to happiness. That does not necessarily lead you to retirement bliss. It's not what you retire from. It's what you're retiring to. To. Because money's probably not an issue for him. Mm -hmm. That'd be my guess. But the question is, what is he going to do with that time? What do you think he can do, Jennifer? I don't know, but I hope his wife is really ready for this because <laughs> I'm sure you see that where couples, you know, make that decision, but maybe a few months into retirement, she's like, hey, can you just go back to work or find something well, ex- else? You know? <laughs> exactly. I can't tell you how many times I'm talking to someone and they're telling me about their store. And they're like, listen, Ted came home and he said he's going to put a pole barn up in the backyard. And I said, no way, son, not over my dead body. That's where my garden is. And other people say, wow, I didn't realize how much I really liked when Frank worked until he didn't. Mm -hmm. Now he seems to be on the couch 24 hours a day, not watching what I want to watch. (laughs) So you have to think about, again, how are you going to spend your time and what's going to make the difference for you in retirement, your purpose? And by the way, if you want to hear John talk more about this, we're airing this weekend on WHAS 11, as well as other local stations, too. So you can catch our new TV series on the retirement solution as well to learn more about that. And especially for those who are kind of like Coach K there, John, I mean, at least he has some definite goals in mind for this upcoming basketball season. He knows he's in his final year. And I would think that if you know that your career is winding down in the next one year, two, three, maybe years, this is a time to do some of that goal setting and start thinking about how you finish strong. Well, this is where it gets really important. And that's why he mentioned earlier that his AD called him a goat. <laughs> no, he, he didn't mean that as a slur. Goat, go out at the top. Mm-hmm. When you're going out, wouldn't you like to go out at the top as opposed to the bottom? So you always have to have those ideas. So if Krzyzewski is going to go out on the top of this profession, don't you want to come in to the next phase of your life on top? Well, I think you should. And so I can't talk about Krzyzewski anymore because now I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to itch. I'm starting to get hives. Uh, Jennifer's already working. <laughs> I wondered break, how long it could last. Out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm surprised I lasted this long. So I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to talk about another great coach, but I'm going to talk about the thing that makes coaches great. So I'm going to use a little bit of a Calipari example here for a second. I like him much better. Thanks. Well, hopefully he's not going to retire in the next couple of years. Please too. Let's just hope not. Let's just hope not. But when you look at a Calipari, here's the thing. What makes Calipari a great coach? And some people would say, well, he's a, just a great coacher of people, or he's a great recruiter, or he's a great marketer, or he just understands X's and O's, or he builds a good team. Well, here's the thing that Calipari stands out to me for. Doesn't matter how much talent he has on that bench every single year. The years that it clicks, he knows who to put on the floor at the right times in the right games. Mm-hmm. That's how you win 
ball games. Now, this past year, we didn't have one of those situations. <laughs> he didn't have the right chemistry. Couldn't get the right people on the court at the same time. Couldn't get them to play the right way. And because of that, they had a pretty off year, did they not, Jennifer? Uh, yes. Can we forget so, so, that and so, <laughs> so you can basically look at a quote-unquote Hall of Fame caliber coach, and they can have an off year. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to relate this to retirement finances. The thing that makes most coaches great, Krzyzewski was this way, Roy Williams was this way, uh, Dean Smith was this way, Wooden was this way, Calipari, even Rick Pitino. And I know you get their ups and downs. Mm, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I know, yeah, I know. But anyway, when you look at how those coaches, when they did their best, they had the right people on the court at the same time. Even if they weren't the most talented, they were the right ones on the floor at that same period of time. Yeah. That is exactly what we've done in our office when it comes to our investment platform. What we want to do is we want to have not just us, right? Not just a, a one person with a gut check trying to figure out how should we line up our clients' retirement finances. We actually employ artificial intelligence to help us every single time that we're analyzing all of our clients' holdings. How can we make sure the best assets are all performing at the same time? Because we have that talented roster. We got that deep bench. We can put anything in a client's portfolio that makes sense for them, that's low cost, like Vanguard or BlackRock or iShares or Fidelity or Schwab, the cheapest that's out there that's going to fit their goal. The craziest thing is, when do you play them? Using artificial intelligence to help us get the right players on the floor, all we're doing, Jennifer, we're skewing our chances to going that Hall of Fame to make it much more in our favor. We just don't want players on the floor playing. We want the players who are going to play the best in that environment, whether it's all offense, it's going to be a scoring knockout drag out, or we need to play some defense, like right now, where the market's at all time highs, where gold is at the top of the food chain, equities at the top of the food chain, bonds are more appreciated than they've ever been before, Bitcoin is all crazy and volatile, real estate, you can't even get your hands on real estate these days at the right prices. When you look at that, all this says to me is, we better make sure we get a strong defensive lineup that's ready to play the game. That's what our systems do, and that's what everyone has the opportunity to do, to take the guesswork out of, did you select the right coach? and put more of the framework in and say, we know no matter what, we're gonna have the right players on that court. What we need to make sure the coach does is to make sure they play hard. Can we go back to 92 and apply that AI to our defensive shouldn't strategy? We, shouldn't we? If we went back just to say, if Patino would just said, God, Leitner, I don't care what you got to do. Put him in handcuffs, kick him, beat him, throw him out of the game. Don't let him touch the ball at any and every cost. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 9988 